If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! great joy of mine to be able to help young people as they think through their career and primarily try to remind them that failing at something and making mistakes is all part of the course and not something that should take you down, but actually lift you up if you're uh, willing to think about those experiences in what I think is a healthy way. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and those words of wisdom come to us from Elliot Joseph. Elliot is a retired healthcare executive and, since 2021, a member of the Nemours Foundation Board of Directors. I've known Elliot since 2008, when he arrived in Connecticut to become the CEO and president of Hartford HealthCare, then a nascent healthcare system with so much potential. Potential that under his leadership came to fruition, growing the system to become a fully integrated, multi-specialty network of hospitals, primary care practices, urgent care practices, home care, physical therapy, senior services, behavioral health, a brand new standalone orthopedic hospital, even a health insurance company. In retirement, Elliot Joseph brings that expertise, experience, and leadership to the Nemours board. We'll talk about his Nemours journey, the path that led him to the business side of healthcare, the function of a board of directors within a not-for-profit healthcare organization, and confirm the rumor that he has a particular passion for a band out of California known for its eclectic music and dedicated enthusiasts, commonly known as deadheads. This is a six degrees of separation from Nemours episode of our podcast. Full disclosure, I'm a former Hartford HealthCare associate and produced the podcast version of Elliot's monthly radio show, Healthcare Matters. And it was great to talk with him again, this time with Nemours as the focus. So without further ado, here's Elliot Joseph. Well, Carol, it's uh, good to uh, be reconnected. And uh, also, it's good to be reminded of how small the world we inhabit is. uh, We run into each other in this new way. I've had the privilege of having just about 26 years as CEO of several different health systems during the span of my career. And I've basically spent the entirety of my 40 year professional career in hospitals and health systems. Most recently, Carol, as you know, I spent the last 12 years as CEO of Hartford Healthcare in and around the Connecticut marketplace. So that's uh, pretty much it in a nutshell. What drew you to healthcare? You you do not have a clinical background, just to clarify right now, but what got you into and interested in becoming a healthcare leader and really working on the business side of the house? Well, I'd say it's an interesting story, but it may only be interesting 
to me. But that said, uh, what originally brought me even to think about that directionally was the fact that my mother was a purchasing agent in the local hospital where I grew up in New York City. And uh, we were clearly a, a working class family. And uh, my mother always had higher ambitions for her children. She would often tell me stories about the hospital administrator and uh, how impressive he was. I think she was trying to open my eyes up to possibilities beyond what I would see every day growing up in a lower middle class environment. So that was the beginning of it. And then I think the second moment was when I was really quite frankly getting ready to graduate college. I had a great lack of clarity about what the future would hold. I was fortunate that I was a good student. I had good grades, but I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do with my life. And for parents who have children who are at that stage, I always remind them, don't get too uptight about the fact that they don't know specifically what they want to do. And I took a flyer calling up a local hospital CEO in the city where I went to school. And he was gracious enough to uh, invite me in and have a conversation with him. I look back on it now and it's quite shocking, A, that I was that assertive to do that and B, that he was willing to invite a young, clueless, complete stranger into his office to talk about his work. And I came away from that conversation going, you know, this is kind of interesting. So it wasn't anything more than that. I wasn't one of those people who woke up every morning since they were 10 years old saying, I want to work in a hospital on the business side. That's not the way this story happened. What hospital was that? Was it the same hospital your mother was working at? No, my mother was working at a very small community hospital in New York City. And I was going to school in upstate New York. Actually, this hospital was in uh, Pennsylvania. And again, under the banner of a small world, years and years and years later, I was sitting on a board of an organization and there was another hospital executive who had come to the meeting who worked at that hospital that I visited all those many years ago. And she knew the man who was now retired, the president, and he was the man who extended me that courtesy. And I was able to reconnect with him. Now, not surprisingly, he had no recollection of our meeting and I totally understood that that was the furthest from being someone who would leave a deep impression at that age. But I told him how meaningful that half hours hour that he spent with me was and how it changed the arc of my life basically so uh small world once again now you retired from hartford healthcare hhc in august of 2019 what have you been doing over the last three years well you know i've shaken hands with covid thankfully i've not yet contracted covid but certainly my post-retirement has been uh greatly influenced by what we're all dealing with over the last two years. Many folks thought I was a lot smarter than I was because I left at the right time, but obviously who knew? Nobody knew. So for me, when I designed this next phase of my life, I was hoping to ratchet down the pace and intensity of my responsibilities rather dramatically. So I wanted to, uh, continue to stay engaged in healthcare, but in a very different fashion than I had in the past. I wanted to be 
an advisor, maybe serve on some boards and help organizations with their attempt at transforming healthcare into what certainly I believe it needs to come over time. So I'm sitting currently on four different boards. Uh, I serve in a couple of different advisory roles, and I am doing some individual mentoring and coaching of a small handful of people as well. So that's the professional side. More importantly for me on the personal side, I'm living the life that I missed a lot of while I was CEO for all those years. So I am a parent of five children and 11 grandchildren with a 12th on the way. I've been doing a lot of things with family members that in hindsight, I did not do enough of while I was uh, climbing the ladder, so to speak, while I was so dramatically passionate about my professional career. So I'm blessed to have the opportunity to revisit that and to make up for lost time. So it's a little bit of that. And certainly one of the things that my wife and I had planned on retirement from the fast paced CEO world was to travel a lot and that didn't happen. So we're going to make up for it now going forward. I'm going to ask you a question that's not on the list, but I happen to know or have been told, and I would love for you to confirm, that you are quite a fan of the Grateful Dead. Well, yes, that's 100% accurate. In fact, the most recent iteration of that band is now called Dead & Company. And uh, they just completed their summer tour. And I was lucky enough that they decided to play at Wrigley Field two nights in June. I'm here in Chicago in the summer. I live in Florida in the winter because that was the other promise that we made is that we would avoid the winters as much as possible going forward. And so I was able to go to two shows. The other part of that story, and maybe the more compelling part of it for many would be, I also had to have heart surgery on June 1st and have an aortic valve replaced that was a long time in coming. And we had been tracking it for a number of years. And my goal when we set the date was that in three and a half weeks from the date of that surgery, that I'd be able to attend those concerts. And it was the motivation for me to get very, very serious about my rehab as quickly as possible. And I made it. I made it to both shows, did fine, and I'm doing well now. So it's all connected. Excellent. Uh, let me ask this. I know you do spend part of your time in Florida, but I'm curious as to how you ended up specifically on the board of directors here at Nemours. Well, Carol, again, the world was a small place. When I left Hartford and I started to design the next professional phase of my life, one of the things I said I would not do is sit on the board of a not-for-profit health system. I said that to myself because I'd done that my whole life and I was still interested in having new experiences. So I had avoided that up until the point that an old friend of mine, an old colleague emerged out of the blue and called me one day and said, Hey, I've got something I'd like you to do. This is a guy who's currently, I think the acting CEO of Henry Ford Health System, Bob Ryan. Bob and I have known each other for many, 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 many years. In fact, his wife used to work for me way back when. He was the chairman of the Nemours Foundation Board. I was unfamiliar with Nemours at the point. He uh, basically took me through a little bit of a journey to learn more. And by the time we were sufficiently through the, the exploration phase, I thought it had the potential of being a really interesting and worthwhile endeavor. So I said yes. 
Had you ever worked in any of your career at a pediatric healthcare system or been on a board previously to that? No, actually, I had not. So part of the learning for me is that children's healthcare is different than adult healthcare in some ways. There's a lot of similarities, of course, but um, so I'm gaining some new insights and knowledge in that regard. And the idea that the mission of Demors is around kids, that was part of the allure. For me, the three or four attractors that caused me to say yes, one is the fact that it was pediatric healthcare and they had a compelling mission around that. Uh, the second real driver for me was their interest in innovation as an organization. I really have had a lot of pride in what I've been able to accomplish through my career about innovating and transforming the delivery system at Hartford Healthcare. We are far along on that path, but certainly much more work to do. And there was seemed to be a real deep-seated desire from Nemours' leadership to be innovative. I would say the third thing that really drew me to this was they have the resources to be innovative. As uh, I think many people know, the organization is funded in part by the DuPont Foundation or DuPont Endowment. I love the idea that they wanted to use that endowment not so much for day-to-day -day operations of running the organization as they wanted to use that endowment as a funding source to invest in innovation in pediatric healthcare. And I was extraordinarily excited about that. And I'd say the final piece is about leadership. And our CEO, who I've gotten to know very well, Larry Moss, I've said to Larry several times that he and I are kindred spirits in our passion around trying to really make a difference in improving healthcare in this country, and in his case, in particular, children's healthcare. So I was enamored with the idea of teaming up with Larry and maybe being of some help to him as he moves the organization forward. For those who may not know, what is the role of a board of directors in a not-for-profit healthcare system like Nemours? Well, that's a good question. I'd use three words to describe the responsibility that I feel and I think is generally applicable to boards. One is oversight of the operations. The key here for a good board and good board members is our job is not to run the place. Our job is not to manage the place. Our job is to provide oversight to the leadership team as they run the organization. That's around reviewing reports, um, understanding how the organization is performing, tracking its success, understanding what's holding it back, and then allocating resources through the capital budget and the operating budget to ensure that management and leadership has the resources at its disposal to do the work that they're intending to do. So oversight, I think, is one key attribute of what a board does. I think the second is guidance. A good board and good board members are there to help what I call be thought partners with the CEO and the leadership team based on our experience and our other lives prior to sitting on this board, what have we learned and how can those learnings help the leadership team be more successful, avoid some of the mistakes that we've all made over the years and learn from prior experiences with the guidance that we might provide to the leadership team. And then I think the, the third part of being a good board is what I would 
call responsibility. We have a responsibility to ensure that the organization is compliant with all the laws and regulations and requirements that sit on a not-for-profit health system like Nemours. We have a responsibility to ensure that the values are clearly established and ingrained in the organization as well as the mission of the organization. And our job is not really to create the values or create the mission. Our job is to uh, work with the leadership team and ensure that those things are in place and that they are being implemented and executed to the best and highest possible use. And inside responsibility, I would just add the final thought about results, organizational performance. We track through the organization's dashboards, how are we performing? How are we executing across all the different aspects of the complex environment of the Moore's children's health? So to me, those are really the three parts of my job description, oversight, guidance, and responsibility. It's interesting you should talk about the values of the organization and the leadership of the organization coming from the board and from the leadership. Nemours and Hartford Healthcare, in terms of their culture, have very similar or almost the same leadership behaviors, the curious questions and the mentoring 50% of the time. Talk about, from your view, the similarities and differences between Nemours and Hartford Healthcare in terms of culture. Well, it's interesting to me. First of all, as you just reference Carol, the fact that both organizations have selected the same leadership behaviors. I think the Morris calls them standards of behaviors, but they're virtually the exact same standards. And, and both organizations use the same outside advisor to help bring those behaviors forward in the organization. Again, small world. I mean, maybe there's a handful of health systems in America that have uh, a similar approach. So I almost fell off my chair when I heard that and saw it. So I was very pleased. The other part of your question, you know, what's my, what are my observations around the similarities and differences between the two cultures? A little hard for me to answer that question. I, I've been on the board now for a little over a year, I think. The vast majority of my experience to date has been board meetings. And the majority of those board meetings have been on Zoom. Now, recently, I've had the chance to visit our campus in Orlando and also visit our campus in Wilmington. So I've started to get a little bit of hands-on understanding of what it feels like where the real work is being done. But it's a little hard for me to make a clear judgment on how different or similar they are. But I'm very hopeful because of these leadership behaviors being ingrained at Nemours, that as I do get more experience on the ground, I'm going to see something that really feels comfortable and good to me about what I believe a organizational culture should look like and feel of. I'm excited about it. I also almost fell off my couch when I was sent the, the leadership behaviors, the standards of behavior from Peter Adebi and noticing, oh my goodness, this is a sign I'm in the right place. Right, right, yes. I think that's well said, because it said the same thing to me. I am in the right place. This is an organization that respects the associates who work here, who care deeply about how we treat one another and have the leadership courage to be really clear about what we should expect from one another. 
and hold all of us accountable to it. That's the exciting part. You mentioned in our pre-interview conversation about something that happened this past weekend. Did that have oh, to do with leadership behaviors? As yeah, well? yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, uh, as I said earlier, I'm in Chicago and I was coming back from the Morris board meeting on Friday and I was very anxious to be sure that my plane got home on time because I have a daughter and her family who live here in Chicago with our two-year-old granddaughter who I get to see routinely and was the, the single greatest source of joy during COVID period. And they were coming over to our our condo here to spend a couple of nights sleeping over and having dinner because our daughter who lives in Bermuda with our four-year-old granddaughter was coming for a few days and was going to be arriving at our place on Friday and then spend a couple of nights with us as well. So anyway, that's a precursor to the story. We went to the Museum of Science and Industry and uh, I'm going into the elevator with one of my daughters and our four-year-old and a woman is coming off the elevator and she looks at me and mind you, this is Chicago. And she goes, excuse me, are you the CEO of Hartford Healthcare? And I was used to hearing that in Connecticut, but quite frankly, and with some sense of belief, I don't hear that a lot here. I said, well, I retired a couple of years ago, but yes, I used to do that work. And she went on to tell me who she was and where she worked at Hartford for 40 years. And she was a nurse and she said to me, you changed my life. And I'm like, okay. She said, first of all, the things that you and your team introduced around being a nurse, the huddles, the huddle boards, and she wanted to describe a lot of the newer uh, initiatives we had put in place over the last number of years. She said, really made a professional life all the much better. But she talked about the leadership behaviors. And she said, those behaviors changed my life. They changed my children's lives. They changed our family. And nothing's been more important to me over these last number of years than learning those behaviors. Well, you can only imagine what a wonderful feeling I was experiencing at the moment. And I said, thank you. And the elevator door closed. And my daughter looked at me and said, wow, dad, that was kind of cool. That was a great story. And it, it shows the potential impact that any one of us can have on another human being. And uh, as we talked about those behaviors that are in place at the moors, if people allow them to, they can really be meaningful change agents for the better. I've used them even in my time post Hartford Healthcare, and they've been very, very effective in my personal and professional life moving forward. So thank you for that. Yeah. Without going into specific details and talking through the arc of your career, is there a patient story that you might be able to share with us that stays with you, maybe continues to inspire you in your work moving forward? You know, I don't have one particular story. I'm the kind of person, sometimes it's for better and sometimes it's for worse, but I tend to see what's not working more than I see what's working. And the experiences of people I know and people I've met and patients I've heard from in the course of their healthcare journeys where things were not well integrated, not well connected, they couldn't get the access they needed when they needed it, information did not follow them from location to location. It was a culmination for me to carry around the belief that healthcare attracted really remarkable people. The science was 
best in the world here in this country. But the way healthcare was organized and delivered has been broken for a long time, not fully integrated, not well-coordinated, not terribly accessible. And there's just tremendous opportunity to address those holes in the system. And as you may recall, you know, our vision at Hartford was to be most trusted for personalized, coordinated care. When we created that vision statement, a lot of people wondered what we meant by that and why did we talk about excellence of quality and all of those really important aspects of being great. We decided that a real system, not just a system in words, would require us to build process, use technology differently so that people who use healthcare most frequently, those people with chronic diseases, the elderly, et cetera, could have a better experience and better outcome simultaneously with a more highly integrated system. It may sound like a bunch of mumbo jumbo to people, but that really is what drove the work at Hartford. So it really was a compilation of stories over time that all had very similar themes of brokenness about the system. And um, here at Nemours, we do have a concentration on precision medicine or personalized medicine. And we're actually doing a series of podcasts. On, so uh, it looks like it's coming to fruition here at Nemours as well. So Yes, yes. Again, that's you're absolutely right. I just see this really burning passion on the part of the leadership, starting with our CEO, to make a real palpable difference in the way the kids and their families uh, experience healthcare and health. Quite frankly, that's the other piece of the puzzle at the Moors that I'm really enamored with. There's a remarkable emphasis on health. In addition to recognizing that we're here to take care of people who are sick, our overarching ambition is to create the world's healthiest children. Elliot Joseph is a retired healthcare executive and member of the Nemours Foundation Board of Directors. He's based in Chicago. No matter what title you hold within Nemours, you have a unique Nemours story, and this podcast is your chance to share it. Send your podcast ideas to podcast at Nemours.org. That's podcast at Nemours.org. As always, the best podcast production team in the business is right here at Nemours. Peter Adebi, Allison Kraft, Deborah Griffin, and Savannah Pettit. Thank you all so very much for your help and support. The Nemours Champions for Children podcast is available on Nemoursnet, the Nemours Now app, your favorite podcast app, and your smart speaker. Be sure to subscribe today. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. On behalf of Elliot Joseph, I'm Carol Vassar, and we thank you for listening to this edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next time, please stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do for the children and families we serve.